Parsha Shoftim Elul, a program for salvation. I recall when I was in Slobodka in Europe, how on the Rosh Chodesh Elul, they began saying a Musr Shmuz every day. Instead of three times a week, now it was every day. And not a short Shmuz. It was an hour and a half each time. We spoke constantly about the Yom Hadin, even among ourselves. The entire month was spent in preparation, and the air was saturated with gravity, a seriousness. All of our thoughts were, we're approaching the day of judgment. Are we prepared? The truth is that some of the great men in the not so long ago didn't even wait for Elu. One month alone should be enough to prepare for Yom Adin. The altar of Slabatka Zichron el already in the middle of the month of Av, used to go to Kelm to prepare for Elu. Others did similar things. They didn't wait for Elul. Already in Av, they were busy preparing. But now we are already in Elul. And so the question is, what do we do now? We're already behind schedule. And so to delay any more would be foolhardy. And therefore, we should do the best we can, and spend some time now preparing for Yom Hadin. Anything else would be reckless. So we'll begin by saying that the first thing to do before the year comes to a close is to look back on the past year and to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu that last Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, he inscribed us for another year of life. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. I remember once there was a member in my synagogue who went to sleep. In the morning, his wife came and said, Mordechai, wake up. Mordechai didn't move. Mordechai, wake up. He didn't move. It was all over. He had passed away in his sleep. This happened to a young man, by the way. Don't take it for granted. I've seen so many cases where people suddenly left the world. Friends, family, acquaintances, members of my shul. So many people are taken away unexpectedly. And therefore, that's number one. We should be happy and full of gratitude to the one who gave us life. Otherwise, how can we even think about appearing before Hashem on Rosh Hashanah? Imagine a person is going to stand in shul and ask, Hashem, please inscribe me in the book of life. Shouldn't he first discharge his obligation to say thank you for what he was written in for this past year? Always, gimme, gimme. Every year you come and ask for more and more and more. What about thanking for what you got up until now? Is thanking such a small thing? It's not small at all. Just the opposite. The most important function of a person in this world is to recognize the chaste Hashem to him. It's such an important statement. I'm going to repeat it. Of all the things that are expected of us in this world, the foremost is the obligation to thank Hashem. And so, if it comes into your head during these days, what should I do to prepare? So now you know. The first obligation is to think about how you lived a year up until now. You survived. You're here to tell the story. Of course, you have to do other things too. A person has to make time to think about his sins. There's a lot of teshuva you have to do. Various averis you have to spend time considering. You have to make resolutions. And you have to find ways and means of making sure that your resolutions will have a kiyum. You can finish Masechtas too. Why not? Absolutely. There's a lot of work to do. But more than anything else, the top of the list before Yom Hadin is the requirement of thanking Hashem, of giving gratitude to Him for the past year. I gave you another year of life, Hashem says, and it was much more than life in general. All the needs of your life I gave you. 
If you're still here, it's a result of thousands and thousands of benefits. Thousands and thousands of miracles. Your kidneys were working. Your pancreas was working. Your heart was pounding away every day. Your liver is functioning. Did you once this year thank Hashem for your liver? You never even thought about it. All year long, your blood circulation was working. Do you know how many miracles there are in your blood? Even your blood clotting, just the fact that you didn't bleed to death every time you got a cut this past year is a miracle. There are nisei nisim in the process of blood clotting. Every process in the body is so deep and profound that it's astounding what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is doing for us all the time. And we want it again. We want a lot. We don't want a little bit. We want everything. We want to be healthy, not only in our blood and our pancreas. We want to be healthy in our eyes and healthy in our ears and healthy in our teeth. We want to be healthy in our throats, in our pharynx, in our larynx, going down and down. We want to be healthy in our gullets, healthy in our stomach, healthy in our intestines, healthy in the bladder, healthy in the heart and in the spleen and in the colon. There are a lot of things that we need. Each one is a very big achievement by itself. Because if a man has health in all of the organs except one chas v'sholom, he'll discover it's not enough. Oh boy, will he discover it then. Here's a man who tries to use the bathroom one morning. He discovers that he can't. He tries, but nothing happens. But he has to. Now that's not a comfortable feeling at all. And even though everything else is functioning, but this one thing is too important, you can't fool around with such a thing. So he calls out to his wife, something is wrong, emergency, I have an emergency here. So they take a taxi or an ambulance, whatever it is, and they rush to the hospital. A true story, a man in my shul. I heard that story, he was telling me about it with tears in his eyes, and I was thinking about how important every function in the body is how there are thousands of functions and processes that we need to work smoothly. And therefore, life means a lot of things. And it's all of those things that we're going to ask for on Rosh Hashanah. After a whole year of receiving benefits, we are going to be standing and asking, Write us for a year of life and all the things included in life. It means the millions of things that we need. Can we have another year? So Hashem is looking at us. Um, what about the past year? You forgot about that? So at least we should be able to say that we spent the last month of the year thanking. It's true we got the late start, but we'll do it now for a month and we'll try to make up for the whole year. And so our hands are full. There's a lot of work to do. You have to start a new career. The career of Yidboinenu Chaste Hashem. Meditating in the kindnesses of Hashem. Rabbeinu Yonah says in Sharei Tshuva, he quotes those three words from David HaMelech, and he says, we see from there that it's a duty to look back on all the happiness that you had in the past, all the successes in the past, to look back and enjoy all those weeks and days and nights and hours. And so, if we will listen to him, that's already enough to keep us busy the rest of the month. Even if you put it into practice for five minutes a day, you are superior to everyone else because the world doesn't do it. They talk about it sometimes, but talk is cheap. We will be the ones to do it. Five minutes a day, five minutes on the clock for 30 days. We're going to set aside for this project of looking back in gratitude at the road we traveled from last Rosh Hashanah until now. 
Remember Tishrei. Each day is something to consider. Each day was a glorious cacophony of pleasures, of successes, of life. There were two days of Rosh Hashanah, and then you were busy preparing for Yom Kippur. Ah, Yom Kippur, the day our Averis were wiped clean, and we became reconciled with Hashem. And then after Yom Kippur, we sat down to the meal at Moitza Yom Kippur. How good the food tasted. Did you think about that? Ah, it was a pleasure to eat that meal. You filled your stomach, and it was fun. And probably you continued eating after Moitzi Yom Kippur too. All those 365 breakfasts you ate last year. Did you enjoy breakfast? Hmm. Now don't tell me you didn't. If you didn't, then you have to take a course in living a normal life. Because everybody should enjoy breakfast. Almost 365 times this year, you ate supper. And most of us ate 365 lunches too. Not to mention, what did you do between meals? You think it's possible to fit that into five minutes of thinking and thanking? What about all the occasions when you slept? You know, there are some people who can't sleep, and most of us slept 365 nights. I don't think you were up in Mishmarim all night. I don't want to be Choshen B'Kashirim, but I think you were sleeping almost every night. And you didn't sleep on the railroad tracks or on a park bench. You probably slept in a bed almost every night. Here's a poor woman, homeless, bedraggled, and a little bit demented. All her worldly possessions are in the shopping wagon. She has nothing. She doesn't have a bathroom. She doesn't have a kitchen. She doesn't have a bed to sleep in. I see her on Ocean Parkway, and she's trying to fall asleep on a park bench. It's mamish a heartbreak to look at her. If she could only have a place to sleep. And you, all year long, you had a bed and a roof over your head. Maybe your landlord is a tough fellow. Maybe the rent is too high. But you have a roof and beds and running water. How lucky she would be if she could have a little place, a shack with a roof over her head. She'd be the happiest person right now. You put on garments every day. You took baths once in a while. What didn't you have? Think of all the months that pass by, one after the other, but not wholesale. Wholesale thinking is not enough because each month has so many days in it and Shabbosim, Yomim Toivim. The truth is, every day was a Yom Tov. If your heart was pumping, it was a glorious day. If you went to the bathroom successfully, it was a glorious day. And so, when we look back now with gratitude, we should include all of those glorious days, all of the successes we had, all of the simchas that we had, all of the pleasures that we had in our private lives. Believe me, that's enough to keep us busy for a long time. A month is not enough. But at least, with that, you should go into the Yomim Naroim. You had an entire year, a good year, and you made an effort to look back and express gratitude to Hashem. With details, at least you'll have that under your belt. You spent the last month of the year appreciating all the various kinds of happiness that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave you this past year. Before you had the boldness, the chutzpah, to ask for another year. Now, I would like to speak more about this subject, but I want to digress now to another important element that must be part of our mindset when we talk about preparing in Elul. Yes, the mindset of indebtedness to Hashem is number one, because you can't ask for more because you say thank you for what you already got. But there's something else, something almost as important, There's a second vital attitude that we have to acquire for ourselves when we talk about coming before Hashem for the Yom Hadin. 
Pay attention to what you're going to hear now, because it'll come as a surprise to many of you. The second most important hachana for Rosh Hashanah is to stop thinking about yourself. You have to go into the Yom Adin together with the Am Yisroel, our connection to our people, achdus with our people, identifying with them, appreciating them, and loving them. That's number two on the list. Let that sink in. Number one is HaKadosh Baruch Hu, absolutely. But number two, right on the heels of the first principle, is your connection to the Am Yisroel. Now that has to be explained, because some might think that it's what you call nationalism. Oh no, this has nothing to do with nationalism. The purpose is not because of the Am Yisroel. The purpose is because the Am Yisroel, that is our bond with Hashem. Our bond with HaKadosh Baruch Hu is only due to our bond with Yisroel. And our bond with Yisroel is only valid because of our bond with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And so Achdus with our people has nothing to do with nationalism. And it has everything to do with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It has to do with what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is most interested in. Listen now, and I'll explain that. The Torah declares as follows, Hein Hashem elokecha hashamayim u'shmei hashamayim. Behold, the heavens belong to Hashem and space above the heavens and the world and all there is. And only in your forefathers did Hashem delight to love them. Hashem owns all the millions of space worlds, all the stars and planets and galaxies, but He doesn't delight in them. He owns all of mankind, but He doesn't delight in them. What is his one delight, his one interest, the others? Look, it's an open verse. We can't argue with the Pasuk. Rak Only in your forefathers did Hashem delight to love them. Rak is a mute. It excludes everything else. So you'll say, maybe it's only the forefathers. No, not only them. And he chose their children after them. Which children? Bachem. You. Kayomazeh. As of this day, it means that whenever you'll read the words, wherever you are, as long as you're part of the Am Yisroel, then Hashem is thinking about you more than anything else in the universe. He's interested in the Am Yisroel. Intensely interested. Now, this is not drushes, I'm telling you. I don't say drushes. We're learning now a basic principle of Amuna. Number one, we have to understand that Hashem is always thinking. He's not just a word in the Siddur. He's Chai Vikayam. He's real. And His reality includes His great mind and wisdom. And that great mind, that infinite intelligence, is concentrated only on one thing in the universe. On Am Yisroel. Now, if that's the case we have to realize that when we're talking about preparing to appear before Hashem, we have here a second attitude that we have to work on acquiring in the month before Rosh Hashanah. We're not going to go into the days of judgment on our own, flying solo flight. Instead, we're going to appear before Hashem together with the Klal Yisroel. We want to come before Him together with the ones whom He is interested in, the ones whom He loves and is thinking about always. That's our ticket to a successful Rosh Hashanah. It's the same like our ticket to Oilam Haba. You know, if you hope for Oilam Haba, eventually, after 120 years, you have to know that it will never be given to you on your own individual merit. That's very important to understand. You can never earn Oilam Haba on your own. 
It's only because Kol Yisrael Yesh Lahem Chelik Le'Olam Haba. It's a national gift for Kol Yisrael. If a man would go off, let's say, and say, I'm going to keep the whole Torah. I'll move away from Borough Park. I'm going to move into, let's say, Nantucket, a small town in Massachusetts. No Jews are there, or no from Jews. I'll live by myself. I won't have any connections with Jews. I'll keep the whole Torah. I'll learn Musr. I'll do mitzvahs. No, it won't help. Kol haporesh minatzibur. He will not see benechamas hatzibur. He has to be together with the Klal Yisrael. Of course, you have to keep the Torah too in order to remain part of Kol Yisrael. But only if you're connected with Kol Yisrael. Then you have hope. That's a prerequisite for a good judgment. And so... If we hope to be given another year, which we all do, nobody should be so foolish to go into Yom Adin by himself. First of all, how can you be sure what you did or didn't do, whether you deserve another year on your own merits? Who knows? Who knows? And secondly, even if you're the biggest tzaddik, you can't make it without being part of the nation. Your membership in the Am Yisrael, your connection to the nation that Hashem loves more than anything else, that is your salvation. And so here's a very big tzaddik, and he decides, I'm going away from my people, this Rosh Hashanah. I'm going in the wilderness all by myself. I have no connection with any other Jews. Only I and Hashem alone. Goodbye, Charlie. Even if you'll say the whole or twice, and you'll do everything, you're a failure. Because the connection with the Klal Yisrael, that's our only hope. Yes, Torah and mitzvahs and tshuva, of course, Absolutely, that's a requirement. But even with everything else, you'll only be successful betoch am Yisrael. And that means, that included in our work for Elul, one of the first requirements is v'sim chalkenu imahem. We want to be together with the am Yisrael because that's our connection to eternity. Our bond to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's why it's so important to get into the habit of looking at Jews from Jews, and thinking of their good qualities, to develop the Midah of Ayin Tov. Our habit, as human beings, is to try to find fault in others, to belittle other people. That's the derech of people. And to find only virtue in themselves. But it's a habit we have to turn away from if we want to be connected with the Am Yisrael. We want to feel a certain affection for our fellow Jews, a certain love. And not only because it's a mitzvah to love your fellow Jews, that's true, but even more, it's also the biggest favor for yourself, because your connection to the Am Yisrael is a lifesaver for you. And therefore, as much as possible, we have to look for the virtues of the Jewish people, not their faults. Everybody has some faults. Everybody is human, but don't concentrate on them. Never talk about the failings and the drawbacks that you see in Orthodox society. Think only about the positive virtues. Whatever you'll say about them, the Jews give more charity than any nation in the world. No nation compares. The Jews are more moral than any nation in the world. No question about it. Is there a nation in the world that has a law that a man and a woman who are not married to each other cannot be together in a private place? That's a Jewish law. It's unequaled. So who is like this nation? Mikam Cha Yisrael. And therefore, don't be too critical. Look away from the faults that you like to see in your neighbors, in the from people, in B'nai Torah. And on the contrary, look as much as you can at the Kedusha of your people. It's an Am Kadush. Yes, 
Every Jew refrains from mixing milk and meat together. That is Kedusha. Women are very careful. They tell the husband, Don't touch that. That's Fleshik. That's Parf. That's Milchik. She's like the Kohen Gadol managing all the affairs of the house, Alpidin. That's an Am Kadosh. Do you ever hear about Jews who murder? Look how the Jew says, Al Chet on Yom Kippur. He says, Al Chet. And he confesses almost every sin. Things he wouldn't even dream of doing, he confesses. But one sin is missing there. Al Chet shechatanu lefanecha b'shifichat damim. Hmm, we don't find that. Why isn't that said there? Why don't Jews confess the sin of murder? The answer is, the Jews are trying their best to confess everything, even the things they're not guilty of. But this, they couldn't even imagine. They couldn't think of such a thing. Up till now, until they became Americans, they became cultured. They learned the ways of Esav. Yadaim yede Esav. But up till now, a Jew couldn't dream of murdering anybody. And therefore, try their best. They couldn't remember to insert Shifichas Domim in the list of the Alchets. It's because the Jewish nation is a nation of doves. A nation of peaceful people, unlike all others. You know, when you see a crowd of black boys in the street, you have to know that one out of four is carrying a weapon. I'm not telling you something on my own. It's well known. One out of 20 was in jail already. That's also well known. Italian boys too. Maybe not as many as blacks. But believe me, Italians are very far from being a kosher people. They're violent. They carry knives in their shoes. But when you see a crowd of Jewish boys coming from a yeshiva, not even one has a weapon. Not even one was ever in jail. There's nothing to compare when it comes to the B'nai yeshivas, the Beis Yaakov girls. And therefore, as individuals, yes, we have faults. People are not angels after all. Nobody is perfect. But the Am Yisrael together is. Shlomo HaMelech said that. He calls us Hashulamit, the perfect one. It means that as a nation together, we are perfect in the eyes of Hashem. And therefore, those who are happy in the fact that they are members of the Am Yisrael, Shalom Asani Goy, and they're proud of being from Jews, they have a connection to from Jews, they have an affection for from Jews. Those are the ones who are now ready to come on the Yom Hadin. And that's necessary for us to be Zoyche Badin when we stand before Hashem. We can't afford to be judged as individuals. We need the merit of the entire Klal Yisrael. It's when we come together as an Amechad, when we stand before Hashem, all the Frumiyidin, as one person. That's how we find favor in the eyes of Hashem. And you stand on Rosh Hashanah, and you beg Hashem, please, you don't say, write us for life. It's everybody. And everybody is thinking, we want to be written together in the book of Chaim. We're thinking about all of the entire nation together. The Satmerer, the Lubavitcher, the Lakewooders, everyone. The Frum Jews in Tinek and in Meishorim and Australia and Los Angeles and Florida. The Frum Jews in Mexico and England and Canada, everywhere. And the Kaddosh Baruch Hu says, oh, if that's the case, then I'm going to judge you not as individuals. I'm going to judge you as a Klal Yisroel. And Klal Yisroel, in my eyes, is always the perfect nation. The nation that I delight in. Now, in order to make this more realistic, it would be worthwhile to consider some practical applications of this principle of identifying with our people, the Am Yisroel. 
In this place, we mean business. And therefore, a general outline of this attitude of being together with the Klal Yisrael as one unit when we appear before Hashem on Yom Adin is not enough. We have to think about some individual practices that will make it easier for us to acquire this attitude. And although they might be very small steps, relatively speaking, they're a very valuable achievement for this time of the year. Elul is the time for small things, for getting started with small things. It's a way of showing Hashem that you mean business. Number one, in order that we should identify with the Klal Yisrael, one of the eights is to practice blessing our fellow Jews. You want to practice being one with your people? Bless them. As much as you can, give them brachas. Let's say you're walking by the Satmar Yeshiva, or the Baba Yeshiva, or the Mir Yeshiva, or Chaim Berlin. As you walk by, you say like this, HaKadosh Baruch Hu should give long life in Parnasa Beravach and Nachas and happiness to the Rosh Yeshiva. Mention his name. Say, Rav Aaron Shechter and his Rebetzin and his sons and daughters and his Edim and his Schneerin and his grandchildren. They all should live long and all should be perfectly well. You can add, and also to the Magide Shir and the Koilel people and their wives and children. They all should live long and all should be perfectly well. And they should all get along with each other. As you pass by a Beis Yaakov school, a Beis Rochel, a Beis Rivka school, say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu should bless all the girls there. They should make the best Shiduchim. They all should be healthy and live long and have the best children. Say it. Say it. Don't be stingy. Now suppose you don't walk by. You can say it anyhow. You say, Harav Pam and his Rebison and his children and his sons and daughters all should live long. All of his light, his Ramim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu should bless all of them with Arichus Yomim, Parnasa Berevach, and Nachas from their children, and Atzlacha in Torah. All the boys in Cheder, and their sisters and parents and Babis and Zaydis should have a good upcoming year. Tafshin Lamed Vav. Practice that. And not merely in general. Mention names. Specify names. You're from neighbors, your friends, the Mispalim in your base Knesses. Specify brachas. This one should marry off his daughter. This one should have shalom bias. If you see a Jew on the other side of the street, you don't even know who he is, but you see he's a from Jew. So you say, Guard that Jew. Make him successful. Keep him well and healthy. Say these words. How much does it cost you to say it? Is it a big expense to say it? Here you have a woman pushing a baby carriage. Her hair is covered. She has seven children, two holding onto the carriage, children running alongside, and you're watching them from the window. Give them a big bracha. Hashem, please keep them healthy. And they should all do well in Cheder, in Beis Yaakov, and get good shiduchim. Now all this is practical. It's not merely a theoretical idea. Not that you're merely listening to me talk about it. Imagine you're doing that now. You're going to do it l'maise. Think. In the month of Elul, I'm going to demonstrate my achdus with the Klal Yisrael by giving brachas to my fellow Jews. Put it down in your book and begin practicing it right away. As you walk out of here tonight, make the first installment. Otherwise, you'll forget. And before Rosh Hashanah, you might even not remind yourself at all. And you missed a glorious opportunity. So as soon as you leave tonight, you'll pass from a houses, give brachas to the ones who live there. You see a mezuzah by the door, everybody in those homes, the from people there, all should be well for long and happy years. Say that with your mouth. 
They should all have parnasa beravach, nachas from the children, the best shiduchim for their children. Only simchas in those houses. And the children should have brisim and bar mitzvahs and chasanas. Always nothing but joy on those houses. Now you can't do it all the time, all day long. Tafasta mirubalo tafasta. But once a day, from now until Rosh Hashanah, make it your business to spend about two minutes saying these words. Practice it every day from now until Rosh Hashanah. Two full minutes. If you want, do one minute in the morning and one minute in the evening. But whatever it is, two minutes every day, starting now. You should know that you're blessing yourself because you become now bound up with a certain attitude of affection for the Am Yisrael. And then on the Yom Hadin, as you appear before HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he's going to look at you in a different way entirely. I guarantee it. It will make a tremendous difference because now you're appearing before him Besoch Amo Yisrael. You're coming to the Yom Adin among the nation that he loves most. A second application. It's number two on the list, but it's no less than the first one. What is it? To praise the Am Yisrael. Not only to bless them, but to find ways and means, opportunities to speak up on behalf of your fellow Jews. Get into the habit of saying good things about your people. Now you can't do it all the time. You have to eat too. You have to sleep and daven and learn. You have to bless Jews too. But once a day, say something in favor of the fruma. You know a yeshiva man is a beautiful thing. You don't realize what an exception he is. Among all the nations of the world, they don't have anything like it. A bacher is kadush. He spends his day learning Hashem's Torah. He's not wasting his time, not fooling around with narish kaiten or wicked things, immoral things. A yeshiva boy has nothing to do with girls. From girls have nothing to do with boys. They don't even talk to each other. And I'm Kaddush. You have to appreciate that. Speak about that. This month, you'll get into the habit of praising yeshiva men. Now, our from girls are just as precious. The from girls are unusual in the world today. They were always unusual, but today especially. Each girl, the future mothers, are diamonds. A diamond is nothing compared to them. And so make it your business this month to speak well of the girls' schools. Praise them. Beis Yaakov, Beis Rivka, Yeshiva of Brooklyn, all the other places. Beis Rachel. Speak highly of them. Try it out at home. Say it to your wife. I was thinking, there are so many from girls in all the from girls' schools. Thousands of from girls. And all of them are ambitious to raise Torah families. They want to get married and have beautiful children. Shoimri mitzvahs, boys and girls. We're such a special nation. So your wife will look at you funny. But you did it. You can put it down in your notebook that you did it. You could speak once a day in favor of the practices of the Jewish nation in general. What a firm nation we are. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has given us ways. Darke Kedusha. The Am Yisrael is so different from all the Umas HaOilam. It's very important to speak about that. Praise the Darke HaToyra. The special ways of our people. If you're a Mechanech, a Malamid, speak in praise of the Tzadikim, Talmidei Chachamim, and Bnei Yeshiva. Your Talmidim will never forget it. They might not remember the Gemara or the Chumash that you taught them, but this, I guarantee you, they will remember. Sometimes it takes a little planning. Rabbeinu Yonah says, when you get together with a group of people, prepare yourself for the opportunity. Prepare your mind to say at least one statement in praise of the righteous people. It will sink in the minds of the listeners. 
Could be they'll think you're eccentric, but it will sink in. Now, when you're sitting together with your family, it's an opportunity. Whenever you're sitting at the table, even with your wife alone or your wife and children, you should know here is an opportunity. Before you come to the table, take out a minute and think, what am I going to do at the table? How can I utilize this opportunity? So let's say you decide that today I'm going to talk about the Roshi Yeshivas. You sit down at the table with your children and you wait for an opportunity. Children, you know the Roshi Yeshivas are our leaders. The children are busy eating. They're hardly listening to you. Say it anyhow. They're our leaders. They're the head of our nation. They're the ones who are the teachers of our people. Not only Roshi Yeshivas. That's good for one day. The next day, say something else. Plan beforehand. Today, I'll speak about the tzedakah that the Am Yisrael gives. The chesed organizations we have. Now the children don't know that it's planned. They think, Agavorcha, you happen to mention it. No, you're planning it beforehand with a scheme. A special scheme to prepare your family for Rosh Hashanah. That's a practical application. Will you do that tomorrow, Belineder? And you should know how much of a reward you're going to get for saying these words. The tremendous reward of becoming one with the Am Yisrael. It makes you tied up together with your people. By speaking well of them, we are together with them. So now we have two suggestions, Lemaisa, for how we're going to become attached to the Am Yisrael. I'm going to repeat these things now so you shouldn't forget them. I mean business here when I'm telling you these things. We're going to, number one, Bless them. Even one minute a day is a tremendous achievement, if you'll do it. And number two, we're going to praise them. It's very important to practice that. And you should learn to practice them. Don't forget these details. Now, these little points you should know, although they're easy, but they're like diamonds. Each time you do it, you have found a precious diamond. Because what happens now? HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, oh, it's a different story now. Not only did you spend a month thanking me for what I gave you this past year, but you're also not coming on your own. You're echad with your fellow Jews. You're echad with my people, with the nation that I delight in. And even though you yourself, maybe you have some faults, but you're identified with my beautiful nation. You honored them and blessed them and praised them. And therefore, I'm going to judge you together with them. And when you appear on the Yom Hadin, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says... You know how to live. You showed me by your example of how you lived during Elul that you know how to live. You thanked me every day. And every day you made sure to practice identifying with the Am Yisrael. So you made a good preparation for the next year. And therefore, I trust if I give you another year of life, many more years, you'll practice the same thing over and over again. And for that, you deserve to be written have a wonderful Shabbos. Let's get practical. A month of practice. This week I will begin establishing three habits for this month of Elul. One, I will spend some time each day thinking back to the previous year and thanking Hashem for all that He has done for me. Two, I will spend one minute each day privately blessing Torah Jews. And three, I will spend one minute each day praising Torah Jews. This is the best preparation for the upcoming Yom Hadin.